This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat loving friends. Rita and I have been trying to figure out food labels for our cats, and I have a dog, and it's very confusing. There's meat and meat byproduct and meat meal, and then grains are bad, no grains are good. We're very confused. So we found the expert. We have Susan Thixton with us from truthaboutpetfood.com. She is going to unravel this for us and help us to make better choices for our animals. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Rita, I heard Kitty Poo Club is sponsoring our show. What is it? Well, they have high quality recyclable litter boxes that last for an entire month for one cat. And there's no mess and no odor either. No mess, no odor, no box cleaning. How do I get it? It's easy. Just choose the litter box you want and the number of boxes. And if you choose auto ship, you'll never have to worry about buying litter and hauling it around again. I can't tell you how much I hate hauling those teddy bags. Me too. No hauling litter box, different types of litter, different size boxes. This would be great for my parents, but wait a minute. How expensive is the shipping? Well, the shipping's free. And if you use code 19CATS at checkout, they'll ship your first order for 25% off. Isn't that awesome? Oh my gosh. Honey, I'm sorry, but I I can't keep chatting. I I gotta go place an order. Wait, what was the code again? It was 19CATS. That's 19CATS. Thank you. Gotta go. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, here with my ever-gorgeous ride-or-die BFF, Rita Reimers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you flatter me. You're about the only I, one who I, I does. I keep trying. I keep trying. I have to so. say, when we were working for Richard Simmons, that's when I became a label reader for our You food, and me right? both. Have you ever read yes. the label for pet food? And is it really representative of what's truly in there? I don't think so. That's why I Well, and I'll tell you, the only advice I was given up until we started into this business was meat has to be the first ingredient. Yeah. There are a lot of other ingredients. So let's get Susan in here to decipher some of this for us. Susan, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. You made our day. Rita said there's got to be somebody out there who's not tied to a pet food company that can talk to us about this. We had someone else on who was tied to a company, so I'm not sure I trust everything she said. Yeah, she was the vet for a celeb cat that has a a line and, you know, you just don't know because she's got a little skin in the game, right? So, yes. So, we want to talk to you. Help us decipher all of this, please. Well, the first thing is, like you were saying, reading the ingredients. Pet owners should know that every ingredient in a pet food or treat has its own unique definition. So when it says chicken on the label, that is not the same definition of the chicken in our food. Okay. That is pet food chicken. Pet food chicken 
per their definition, is allowed to be just chicken skin. It can be flesh, meat, or it could be bones. Like they, they reference them in the industry as chicken frames. So when all the meat is, is removed off of the skeletal skeleton of, of the chicken, it's just little bitty pieces. So it's not human grade. And the bones, absolutely not, are not human grade. So every single ingredient in pet food has its own very unique definition. Also, the the legal definitions of pet food ingredients are not required to be human edible. So our food, when we see chicken on a label, it is USDA inspected and passed. Okay, any meat in the U.S., has to pass inspection for human consumption. Pet food does not hold that same requirement. It can be condemned chicken. It can be chicken that never was inspected. And pet owners are not told what kind of chicken you got in there. Is it just chicken skin? Is it just chicken bones? Is it condemned? So meat is the first ingredient doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. So I see you just blew out the one thing I thought I knew. <laughs> yeah, that is that is correct. It, it because meat, you know, our brains go to meat. So backing up another step, it's labeled as cat food, dog food, but it is not food. Most of them, it abides by no food regulations. Most pet foods are feed, just like cattle feed, chicken feed, okay? It's feed, and it abides by feed regulations, which is a much lower standard. Hmm. Uh, And that's how they can get in those condemned animal carcasses, because it's feed, it's not food. Um, Manufacturing standards are lessened for food than they are for feed, Everything. Everything is a lesser standard. So it should be called cat and dog feet, not food. It, it should. The exceptions to that is if you see on the pet food label, ignore website claims because websites can and do, not all of them, but can and do lie to consumers. So you want to look on the label. And if it says the two words, human grade, that means that pet food is was manufactured with the same exact ingredients that is in human food per the same manufacturing standards. Okay. So those okay. are the ones to trust. Those are the ones that are food. Okay. That are okay. Food. Yes. Yes. Okay. Not necessarily the ones to trust though. Is that what you're saying? You still got to ask questions with, with everything for our pets. I do it for myself too. You have to become a private detective for for everything, especially for them, because so many bad things are allowed. The FDA directly allows pet food to source meats from diseased animals and animals that have died other than by slaughter. What was that story you were telling us about Hurricane Florence? Yeah, Hurricane Florence, uh, 2017, I believe, came in and flooded a lot of North and South Carolina. And in that part of the country, there are quite a few factory farms 
livestock farms, production areas, and 3 million poultry, turkeys and uh, chicken, and I think 100,000 hogs drowned in their barns, okay, from the floods. When the waters went down, bulldozers came in and bulldozed all of those bloated, decomposing animal carcasses. Uh And they were sent to rendering, made into pet food, and sold to pet owners with absolutely no disclosure. Oh, that's disgusting. There are more than 3 billion, with a B, of just condemned animal carcasses. These are animals that made it all the way to slaughter, but they were ill, diseased in some manner. So the USDA condemned them, would not allow them to go into human food. All of those animals, that's 3 billion a year, okay? All of those animals, those condemned carcasses are allowed to be disposed of into pet food with no warning or disclosure to the consumer. That is not allowed in a human-grade pet food. Any food that contains more than 3% meat, except for pet food, is, is under USDA jurisdiction. Pet food is under FDA jurisdiction. But when uh, the requirements, legal requirements for a human-grade pet food is that they're made in a human food facility. So USDA is on site at these facilities where these human-grade pet foods are made, and they won't let a condemned, rejected, any anything like that, even in the parking lot. It, it Wonderful. is not allowed. So they're very strict uh, on things like that. So that will not happen in human-grade pet foods. And I can't say that in every feed-grade pet food, that's, you know, this nasty, horrible stuff is in there. Right. I can't say that. But there's no way to know. But we don't know. That's right. There's there's no no guarantee because they don't disclose that. Uh, I have, whenever you request... Um, a change for the FDA. And this is all, this all falls on FDA. FDA is who allows all of this. It's basically our pets are waste disposals. Because imagine a billion with a B condemned animal carcasses going to landfill. Okay. That, that's a, a biological environmental risk. All these decomposing carcasses, they do have to dispose of them somehow but it shouldn't be in our pet food no, no. with no disclosure. So I've, I have a request in, it's been about a year now. The FDA is required to respond within 120 days. And, and they did saying we still need more time. And now it's been about a year, but I've asked them and backed up legally why they should do this, that products be labeled as feed, cat feed, dog feed, feed grade chicken on in the ingredient list. It, it would say feed grade chicken if it's feed grade, because that at least gives consumers, you know, an idea that, wait a minute, it, it's feed, it's not food. And the only product that would be able to use the term cat food, dog food would be human grade products that truly meet the legal requirements of food. I pick I over those labels, but I was going to say, they still say they're investigating. Do you think they're dragging their heels or are they taking it seriously? Oh, they always drag their heels. Yeah. I, I mean, and they'll tell me no. 
but I, I, I'm real proud of myself. I'm not an attorney, but um, I dug and dug and dug through law um, to base my argument with them. So it'll be interesting um, to see whenever they respond, but um, we'll see. That is, if anyone wants to read it, you can go to regulations.gov and then in the search box, type in Association for Truth in Pet Food. That's our consumer association and that will come up. So Great. I'm real proud of, of that argument. That's amazing. Yes. Well, and yeah, at least give us because the choice, right? I mean, this waste, at least declare it. At least tell pet owners. Please. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, and then let pet owners make the decision. Exactly. Yes. See, it's scary, though, Linda, because, like, you know, people are always asking us what foods are good. And even Jackson Galaxy says the same thing we say get the cheapest you can afford with meat as the first ingredient, but that's not guaranteeing anything. But we don't know where that meat came from. So you were telling us about a lawsuit that has been filed and there has been no decision. So we can't say this happened or not, but we can say what has been alleged with the um, animal food. You all asked me if it's ever possible for dog and cat to be in a dog or cat food. And we do have absolute evidence of that now. There was a, a consumer suing Rachel Ray Nutriche pet food. And I really don't remember if it was a dog food or a cat food, to be honest with you. But her attorneys did a full DNA analysis. This was their just six, just six ingredients plus the supplements. So this brand was touted as minimal ingredients. That's why they did a full DNA analysis on it. And it contained dog DNA. I do believe it was a dog food. A dog food, it contained, it contained horse. I mean, all kind of, it even contained zebra fish. I hate to ask, where do they get oh these? God. Where do they get the animals? Well, actually, we learned because we looked it up, like how in the world zebrafish and research is a lot of research is done on zebrafish. So when this lab that's doing the research on the zebrafish are done with the zebrafish, they get rendered. Rather than pitch it, they can turn it into food. How does the dog and cat DNA get in there? A rendered dog, euthanized animal. Yeah, dog from the vet's office. This is why I don't shelter shelters. That's why I don't leave my babies at the vet when they've been euthanized. They're all buried in my backyard. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Yeah, because I've heard that before, and I didn't know if it was true or not. But I wasn't going to take the chance. Well, this is the first time, to my knowledge, we ever had official evidence actual proof yeah Yeah, i had read that a while back um there was a a cat food that was talking about this and i just like i like that can't be true that can't be true well there's a there's a story um your listeners can can do a google search for what's cooking c-o-o-k-i-n and the journalist i think he was with a baltimore newspaper the journalist's last name is Maybe his name is Van Smith. Gosh, okay. I'll try to find it and well, I can yeah. send it to you. But the name of the article, it's 20, 30 years old. He was at a baseball game and heard people talking. 
and they worked for a rendering company, got to talking to him and said, can I ride along with you? And so he wrote this very damning story about the rendering industry and pictures of barrels of dead dogs. Oh my God. Rendered. Yeah, the images, I'll warn anybody if you look that up, the Im- images in that post are... You can't unsee it. You know what you're getting there for, yeah. On that happy note, let's take a quick break and we'll get back to talking about everything you need to worry about with pet food. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on 19 Cats and Counting. My lovely co-host and best friend, Linda Hall. And Susan was telling us from uh, truthaboutpetfood.com what really is in our pet's food. We don't know 100%. Yeah, What's in they there? They don't even have to tell us. So we we're just yeah. talking about the dog DNA in some of the cat food, dog foods. And I'm sure if it's in the dog food, it's in the cat. It's food. in the cat food. And who Absolutely. knows what else? Yeah. Who knows what else? You know, what are they doing with the roadkill and everything else? Rita was the first one to alert me to the term the four D's. And when and I, what's that? And when she told me, I know dying, disease, disabled, whatever with the other, but yeah, animals that can be used in food, and then. Not even something that we would normally, I mean, it's it's bad enough to say there's sick chicken in there, but to put dog and cat in there is, oh my goodness. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. So other than looking for human grade, is that, is that the one thing that we should be paying attention to? Is there more we can do? I mean, other than making our own, I have 12 cats, Susan. Oh, I have five and, and we cook, I uh, picked up ingredients today, this morning at the grocery for homemade pet food. Um, we do cook and, and then I feed them, it's homemade cooked and I feed them, uh, commercial raw and commercial cooked. Okay. Um, all wet foods, both cats and dogs. So, 
Uh, it, it's not rocket science. It, it'll be, it'll scare you to no end. You think that your animals are just going to take one bite and drop. Over. I'm not going to get enough taurine in. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. get, that was yeah, part of that's our, the big fear. Yes. That was part of our textbook for behavior school was all the mm -hmm. micronutrients and macronutrients that cats need in their diet. And I'm like, not a chemist. Well, all you need is a good recipe. And I can I can assure you there are good recipes out there. I can send you a link. Awesome. I would appreciate some. that very much. Yes, please. But I mean, food, to me, when you prepare it yourself, for one, if you can source organic or humanely raised, that's tremendous. Um, and, and instead of this long list of all these supplements... They're going to get all the nutrients they need from food. Okay. So their body immediately goes, cool. I know what to do with that. It's you real know, food. Instead of taking in supplements, often synthetic supplements that the body's struggling, what in the world am I supposed to do with this? You know, so when it's actual food and it's not hard, you just follow a good recipe. Um, you can freeze it you know, thawed out as you need it. We make a huge batch at one time. But when I first started doing this, I have a vet friend, many vet friends, but the vet friend at the time that was helping me through this, make up a batch and then everybody loved it. And, and then I'd call her going, are you sure they're okay? Are they going to die? It's no out in nature before we had all these supplements and all that and there was cat food dog food they were eating food you know without any supplements things that we would consider nasty like a mouse you know yeah. that we were like oh that's diseased right? so why is it such a big deal that we have to add these things and now we're saying it's really not to date my cooking has never killed anybody well, all right. Okay. And pet food can't make the same claim. Yeah. True. And my cats are so picky too, Susan. Do you find that your cats are enjoying your cooked food more than they were the canned food? Well, I'm big on, especially with the cats, but I do it with the dogs too, on constantly rotating foods. Because in my experience, and I've got one that's a real pain, not this one, um, <laughs> she'll eat whatever you put in front of her, she'll eat it. Um, but I, you know, sometimes I feed them raw, sometimes I feed them cooked, sometimes it's homemade. I like to vary the protein, vary the fat, you know, when I'm cooking so that they don't get stuck. Cats, and to me, tend to get stuck. The cats eat, go back to food based on taste and texture of the food. Okay. Dogs are more of the smell. And the palatants, the things that are put in commercial foods. Now, this is more like on a kibble or in big pet feeds, canned products. They're almost addictive. Those flavorings, palatants that they put in there. And if a cat gets stuck, it's really hard to get them unstuck. Right. So, and, and one of ours is she'll just turn her nose up even sometimes homemade yeah i have some of but we we kind of you know tough love with her we've we've gotten brave enough to, to do tough love and go okay kid it's not offered again until the next meal 
And and an hour later, she's going, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it. I want to eat that. Oh, my Missy does that. She turns up her nose and then I don't give her anything else or I'll try two or three different things. I'll come back in the room an hour later and she's eating it. Yes, exactly. She's she just wanted to see if you had better. something better. Exactly. We, we pick it up and it's it's not offered again until the next, well, I feel there twice you. a day. Yeah. So um, we tried Smalls. And uh, I have, especially I have an FIV kitty. And so I worry about his nutrition more than anybody, more than my own, more than I worry about my own self. And um, so we tried smalls and some of them took to it. Some of them had a really hard time. Mine hated it. Yeah, Rita, Rita got the sample thing and said, nobody will touch it. Is there? Send Mm -hmm. it to me. Um, (laughs) I tried um, putting the bowl in a sink with hot water to kind of warm it, to get the scent up. Um, I tried mixing some of it. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't, you know. But yeah, it's not stinky because it doesn't have all the artificial crap, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's in itself is a billion dollar a year industry, just the flavorings. So they work real hard and then brands try to get something that they, the animal, you know, almost becomes addictive. I was just going to ask, is that, that's what the cats are addictive to, to those flavorings? Yes. Yeah. We, we've said that about temptations treats. Yeah, and thus it makes it hard for pet owners to change. Yes, temptations, cat treats. I don't we even call buy it kitty them. crack. We call it kitty crack. I don't even buy them. Like- yeah, Smalls Pet Food, unfortunately, just received investment was purchased part of um, by Mars and by General Mills. Oh, that's not good. Awful. That's not good. It's going to change now. That's not good. I want to try cooking for my cats. I've tried some of the expensive, you know, human grade food and my cats are just so darn picky. But now I know why they're addicted to the flavor. It doesn't smell. Yeah. If somebody handed you a salad and a piece of cheesecake, where are you going? (laughs) I'm going for the cheesecake. What about dry food, Susan? Is it, is it necessary? There's not dry food in my house. Uh, The only reason it comes in the house is if I'm doing a post and I need pictures Nobody eats dry and have not for years. Dry foods are an ultra processed food. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of science linking ultra processed foods to disease, multiple diseases uh, in humans. And this is research from all over the years. Even if it's grain free? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just the process. Ultra processed. Okay. Wow. There's a post on my website. I think the title of it is, is your pet food processed or ultra processed? And the difference, the ultra processing is something really, really significant that you, you don't, you don't want ultra processed. Okay. So kibble, a dry food falls into that category of ultra processed. So uh, uh, a processed, a minimally processed food is is much healthier and and this is scientifically proven is less of a attachment to health conditions health issues health concerns than ultra processed yeah i believe yeah. that we have some clients that say that their cats won't eat wet food and i had a couple of cats that wouldn't but again back to the flavorings and once you take them them off that if you and this is what's really sad of where they have taken our pets If you took a chicken wing, a raw chicken wing, and laid it down in front of your cats, would they eat it? Probably not. 
Isn't that horrible? We were having a session and I said, you know, we're doing it wrong. Cats in nature, if you watch them, they have to hunt for their food and we just hand them stuff. And I said, it's not like God drops dead birds and mice in front of them. And Rita said they, they wouldn't, wouldn't eat, it eat it if he did. And I was like, but that's their point. natural food, you know, and most cats. Now, mind you, we give them chicken wings and chicken legs raw right because it's good for them to chew it helps clean their teeth right you know, getting that meat off the bone but you know the thought that and and many dogs when we adopted gracie which is my little terrier mix came from a shelter you know and they had her on a kibble and they wanted to send me home with some and i went i'll just throw it in the garbage you might as well keep it and I immediately sat, you know, our first meal was a bowl of real food. And she looks at it and looks at me like, you're that? wanting to eat this? She had no idea what it was. Sure. This, this and that stuff. is just. That's why I said my cats wouldn't eat it. They wouldn't know it was food. So, yeah. It, it's so they're, they're so for generations have been programmed to something very unnatural, very unnatural. My yeah. cats won't even, I, I have a little mouse problem. My cats won't even eat, they won't eat the mice. They'll, they'll chase it around and poor mouse has a heart attack and then they don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the raw food thing, so I've been like, I'm going to do this, but I'm scared of things like salmonella. So I'm very excited yes. that you said you cook it and it's that I think I can try. But she said, um, but, but Susan's but such give a gift raw. raw. Too. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, not a, you... it's not a concern? No. No. Okay. So I could get the chicken wings from the grocery store yeah, and give them, I know you need to do it raw because cooked the bone splinter too much. That's, that's why. That's yes, right. they have yes. to be the bendy. Yes. Okay. I mean, under supervision, don't just throw it down and walk away. What do you do? Always How do you under do it? supervision. Yeah. Um, just watch but, this. Yeah, show. mine get raw and the dogs get a, a bigger beef bone. Uh-huh. Uh, with dogs, you want a bone that's bigger than their head. Okay? okay. So with a large breed dog, you might need to, at the grocery, get a big knuckle bone. If it's got a great deal of fat on it, cut some of that fat off. But they'll lay and chew and chew and chew. It's cleaning their teeth. You know, and they're enjoying the daylights out of it. And I'm cooked right. for those for the dogs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Raw bones. All right. I have yeah. a chihuahua with a small head, so I'm not too Well, I'm thinking about my parents' dogs because they, when yes. we have steak, they save the big bone. Only three of their dogs get it because the other two are too little, but it's cooked. So it's better yeah. if they do raw then. Yeah. Yeah. Take it out and get and, it to and raw. And like a, a shank, beef shank bone. They're, they sell them in the grocery. People make stock, soup stock. Yeah, my mom does them, that. Cook them for a long time and make soup stock. Uh, I do that too. I, I will cook bones for a long time and make bone broth. And then you can add the bone broth to yeah, that's really food good um, uh, or just give them the bone broth. Very, very healthy. Very healthy. Awesome. It sounds like this might actually not be more expensive than buying. Uh, that food. was my next question. I know <laughs> people are going to ask us, what's the cost? From a human grade pet food to homemade, you're, you're a lot less expensive making it yourself. A lot less expensive. Um, 
at, you're, at least... You're making Chewy cry right now. I was just <laughs> thinking that because my Chewy Bill and Ooh. PetSmart, they're both sobbing right now because <laughs> my Chewy Bill is higher than my mortgage. Well, month. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to stop ordering. I get... um. I do wet food twice a day, but I do dry because I have some grazers, right? And it's grain-free, dry food, holistic, but no dry food is really good for them. So I guess I'm not going to order anymore. It's an ultra-processed food. I'm going to have some upset kitties. How do I transition them off of that? Uh, that that's a tough one. It, it took me a year when I first started switching my animals away from kibble. And this has been many, many years ago, you know, through my evolution, I did it too. So, but you evolve, the more you learn, you make those little shifts as you go along. Um, and this cat, we no longer have Tarzan was his name. Oh, I love that name. He was a wild man. Um, and he was like, and I left food out for him all the time and he could eat whenever he wanted. And we, you know, did fine with that. He was the only cat at, at, at the time when he got to graze, but he was like, I'm not eating this other stuff. You, you have me confused. <laughs> and I would take some of it and put it in the blender and grind it up to a powder. And then because remember that that taste is what tells a cat if I'm going to eat it or not. We didn't have the texture part of it, but we did have the taste. And I sprinkled it on a wet food. Oh, just to wean them off of it. Yes. And nice. and then like would at his normal meal time, gave him went to meal times instead of free feeding. And then at his normal meal time, I would give him the new food, the wet food with the dry sprinkled on it. And if he didn't eat, I'd wait about an hour before I would give him anything. And then I still didn't give him a full meal so that he was a little hungry. I gotcha. Next time we tried again and again. And I mean, we went round and round, I, but this is what finally worked was this. I'm watching your dog walk see back that. I know I was too <laughs> shaking that little hiney and I was like giggling. <laughs> yes. Well, I knew with that, I know that dry food is dehydrating. And then in doing some research for that live that we mentioned where we played meat or not meat, <laughs> I found that they cook it to blah, blah degrees. Well, now, wait a second. We all know that raw broccoli has more nutrients than our cooked broccoli. We okay. know that cooking loses nutrients. If they're zapping this at some nuclear high temperature, <laughs> is there anything nutritional left in it? I think they That's add right. it back, don't they? Yeah. They have to add, add it back, it back artificially. Is that right, mm. Susan? Well, that's why you see all of those supplements in there mm -hmm. is because they cook the daylights out of this stuff. Some of those ingredients, I've got a post on that too. I have no idea what the name of it is. Um, but some of the ingredients are cooked four times. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. So imagine if, if you made, there's two meatloaves, okay? And they look at, yeah, mom, um, they look identical, but... One was made from grass-fed beef, all fresh spices, everything, you know, just pristine. The other meatloaf, the person dug around in their freezer and found this, um, you know, hamburger that's been in there for a year. And it's, you know, covered in all the white, but doesn't matter. 
the freezer burned and everything. We all found that in the back of our freezer, but I throw it away. They found spices in the cabinet that have been there for years and years. And then they cooked it a little bit extra long, but it doesn't matter because we got lots of gravy. And they both look alike. Yeah, which one would you eat? Differences (laughs) between, and the nutritional differences are significant as well, too. But yeah, maybe Missy's right to turn up her nose on all them. I have a, a going on eighteen. Yeah. She's she's deciding she doesn't like anything. <laughs> she's she's becoming really fussy. So our natural dehydrated treats like minnows, that, minnows, those things gross me out. They should not look at me, Susan. It bothers me. <laughs> but I I I don't touch them in the bag. I open the thing and kind of sprinkle them like salt and pretend they're not there. But is that a good treat or is dehydrating it taking too much moisture out? No, that's fine. Okay. But again, it's not like universal. It depends on the manufacturer, what they're processing, safety standards, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got to ask a lot of questions uh, of your, whoever you buy your food Treats from you've got to ask you know what is that pres- it, are there any preservatives? You What's use? the label say on that, Linda? Yeah, um, I have to I'm look at that. My eyeballs on. <laughs> Mine are in it's, all the time. Uh, Contacts. Yes. Uh, two crazy calories. Yes. I know single the ing- single ingredient cat treat ingredients minnows. Okay. That's it. So it's okay. So, yes. The problem could be is that if the supplier of the minnows, okay, so did this treat manufacturer receive the minnows already dehydrated? Here would be a question. And if they did, the supplier could add a preservative that does not have to be declared on the treat label because the treat manufacturer didn't add it. Oh, now that's really complicated and confusing. Yeah. So you better off to do your own. Well, I and am going to do something. Get a dehydrator and yeah, well, all and you find a recipe. You know, all you got to do is ask them. Did did you do the dehydrating of these minnows? Are they received fresh? Are they received dehydrated? And if they're received dehydrated, did the supplier add a preservative? Okay. Yes. Well, I yeah. was about to put in another cat thought. food order. Sorry, Chewy. I think I'm going to look for a recipe instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So do you have recipes on your website? No, I okay. don't. But I can I can send you some links to trusted sources. Thank we you very much. That, but Linda, you and I can try them out. And- That's what I was thinking. Yes. We'll, we'll put our Alex Ross cat aprons on and we cooking. have 27 we have a 27 cat test bed right there and exactly <laughs> yes that's why companies like to send us things to review 27 cats i mean we are our own testing facilities right <laughs> you can do a clinical trial now it doesn't matter if they all like it because we just found we're out be cooking our own sorry good anyway exactly yeah yeah well start with bone broth that'll be a real simple thing to do Go buy a big package of chicken wings and just throw them in a throw them in a slow cooker. I've let them cook oh, for have 24 cooker. hours. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And you can add some vegetables in there if you want because they're going to cook down. Yeah, the they need meat a little rough. Probably fall off of the bone. You can leave the meat in in the broth. But right, take yeah. out all the bone. Take out the skin. You can take out the vegetables if it's all for cats. 
Um, but you'd be surprised. They taste like meat because they've been cooking. Because that's what it is. Yeah. Well, exactly. And when I make a roast and cook it all day, well, the carrots taste a little, a little bit beefy. Of, <laughs> a little bit of vegetables won't hurt. It'll give them a little roughage, right? Yes. Yes. As long as it's not corn or something. Yes. Oh, my what gosh. And chicken wings are add? cheap. Oh, yeah. Right? What vegetables do you add? I'm thinking. All right, whatever you want. You know, okay. you can, you can, uh, I like like spinach and spinach is great. Kale, things like that. There, that's a little hard to get out later, but I bought spinach today that will be included in both the cat nice. foods and, and the dog foods. So you're making a soup just without seasoning, no salt and pepper and all that. It's just a broth. Started, it, yeah. It's really just a broth. Yeah. No seasoning in it whatsoever. A great deal of water you know, over top of it. You can, uh, Dr. Karen Becker has- Oh, we love Karen. Um, yeah, she's got, you can look up her broth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes, we love Karen Becker. Yeah, she's been on our show. I just, I feel, I don't know. I'm having an issue. I'm going to need a few minutes to digest before go, because I grow my own catnip. I grow my own cat grass on the bed. I don't let my cats get anything and I've been apparently feeding them a lot of really awful but you know what if they intentionally this is intentional yeah hid from you okay you don't want to go down i got on this path because a pet food killed my dog (gasps) oh my gosh went to my dog i used to run a boarding and training facility and my dog, who was my best friend, I, I taught obedience classes with her. She was my example, my demo dog, and she was so cool. We were, you know, that soulmate, that special. I get it. And almost overnight, she gets a tumor on her pelvic bone. And my vet back then um, knew more about pet food than most vets do today. And he said, Susan, it's bone cancer. You've got about two weeks to tell her goodbye. And it is caused from the chemical preservative and the food. That chemical preservative is a thoxiquin. And it's still used. What's it it called? I've seen that. Thoxiquin, E-T-H-O-Q. Q-U- it's okay. We can find it. Q U I N. Linda's great yes. at going down rabbit holes. I am. Oh, I am. Um, I'm like detective. It's still used pet food today. It can be used like you'll see fish meal on a, on a pet food label. The fish meal you've got to ask because the fish meal by the supplier might be preserved with a toxicon. So he told me, and they used to add it directly to pet food, and he, he said to extend the shelf life. This was 30 years ago, okay? I didn't even really know what shelf life was. And but I called this pet food company. This was my first phone call to a pet food company and I said, "How long will your food stay fresh?" And they very proudly told me 25 years. Ooh. Yeah. So those words and my dog died were seared in my brain. It changed my life. Is that when you started chasing the ingredients and well, pet foods? Well, that vet gave me textbooks from vet school. This was before the internet. This what a wonderful vet. I'm really dating myself. And then when the internet came out, you can look up papers, you know, and then I started going to regulatory meetings and, you know, one thing led to another. But um, 
you know, now we can access that information. It's, it's a little time consuming and it's a, you know, your brain, you think your brain's going to explode, read scientific paper, but take your time, read them. You know, your brain also explodes when you read law Um, and the laws are all hidden from pet owners. They, They are all absolutely hidden. You can look up laws on your food, but you cannot look up laws on pet foods um, they are for sale only. Why? For sale These, only. This is the book. Oh my goodness. I think it is. It's a very thick okay. book. It's and a very you have thick to book. Buy it from AFCO. Okay, I want one. Uh huh. I want to read on this stuff. Well, oh, oh my it, goodness. It, and it, go to an AFCO meeting. Join me at an AFCO meeting. The next one will be in Baltimore in August. August, Baltimore. I don't do. know. That, I don't know if we can travel, but we would <laughs> yeah, love to. But we'll, I was, we'll was going to ask, can how yeah. can people help you get these laws changed? Yes. What can they do to support you? Well, I'll, I'll write posts ever so often and ask for pet owners to write the FDA or write whoever you know. So those kind of things absolutely do help. Yeah, and I'll say with products, you know, I, I told you I got down the rabbit hole with pet products. We were looking for like calming sprays and things to clean up urine and all that stuff. They don't even have to tell you everything that's on it. Like they they can just say cleaning agents or preservatives. But if you Google, because I'm not a rocket scientist, folks, I just Googled what preservatives are in blah, blah, blah. And I found it. And then, of course, we don't speak this language, but no problem. Mr. Google does. So I just sat and typed in one at a time. And it was always is safe for cats. And then I, and I just kept replacing that word with the next word. And I came up with so many things that are banned by the EW, things that are not allowed to be used in human products. And, and some of them are sprays like you put on your cat. And I'm like, do they think the cats live alone? I mean, if they're really only going to be concerned about humans, peachy, but the humans are still getting this on them. Being exposed, right. I worry about people yes. with babies and children too. Yeah, same difference. So yeah. many products had reproductive issues with them, reproductive toxicity. Mm-hmm. I got an 18-year-old son. I want to be a grandma some more. I want more. I mean, <laughs> I don't want, it's, it's petrifying. I know. It is. But, yeah. you know, petrifying, petrifying, that was good, huh? Didn't even do that on purpose. But yeah, you know, take the things that you've got and look up. And if it says something innocuous, like preservatives, you know, we use a product that the preservative is grapeseed extract. So preservative doesn't necessarily mean bad. Or send them, send the company an email and, and like with pet foods, ask them if all ingredients are human grade slash human edible. Okay. We need to ask that of a couple brands we know. Yeah. And and also, and what, what a lot of them will do, their response will be, oh, all of our ingredients come from USDA facilities. Well, guess what? Condemned meats come from USDA, USDA facilities. facilities. So that wasn't what you asked. You specifically asked, are the ingredients in your pet food human grade that's all they they try to pull a fast one on you that's when you move on to the next pet food is this an international problem susan or is this just in the united states it's yeah it's all over yeah but there are good companies 
There are good companies. I'm sure. Yes. I'm we used sure. to think we were safe looking for USA made And instead yes, of no. ordering things online, like whenever I give speeches or presentations to groups, I encourage them to go support a local pet store. That's so important. Support a local business in your community. If they don't have a food that you would like to buy or try, ask them to order it for you. And they can. So many of these independent pet food stores know the firstborn child's name of the owner of the company. They know all these details about where they source their ingredients. Some independent pet food stores do so much homework for wow. us. So go support those people. It's really important. A lot of people did. There was a lady had a vendor booth at the Cat Fanciers Expo that I went to a couple of weeks ago, and she made her own, dried her own. I bought a big thing of sliced chicken hearts uh, for the cat. That's that where you got did those. That's where I got them from. Yes, she just does her own little thing in her own little shop, and and what she does for her cats, then she makes extra and sells. So, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge for us, Linda, with twenty seven cats. Are we up for it? You I think we're up it. for it. You know what? <laughs> what is the alternative? I know. I love I my babies. What's when you, the alternative? When you said that about your dog and like overnight getting cancer, I thought of my cat, Lovey. Overnight, she got a bump. Or he got a bump on the leg and it was cancer. Yeah. And my vet took yeah. it off. And then just a couple of weeks later, her whole body. Fast. I keep saying oh, her. She had, he was a he. Yes. He was just, yeah. He was a mess. And lady. we always say, is it the food? What is it? Well, we saw that Rita owned a. The food could very well contribute. Yeah. Rita owned a cats only pet sitting Just company. And the rate years. of cat yeah, 17 years. The rate of cats getting cancer, asthma. I we're doing asthma inhalers all over the place. Yeah, and, asthma. And Amazing. having problems with organs needing sub Q and diabetes and this thyroid is issues. Happening. Thyroid issues thyroid, are yes. rampant with cats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is not happening. Cats in nature don't go diabetic. Yeah. As far as we we're, know, we're I would missing think something. There's no, yeah, no studies of yeah. I don't think they have fates. I don't think they have type one diabetes like we exactly. Know. Yes, yeah. You just don't see that. Ugh. They have plenty of other dangers, but yeah, exactly. So there, it's something we're doing between there and here, and seems quite obvious that yeah. Susan, will you come back and tell us, especially when you hear back from them, um, and what yeah. are some next steps that we can do as pet lovers and pet owners to help make yes. this better? Absolutely. Yes. Anytime you got anything going on, the door is always <laughs> open. Keep that link to schedule yourself. Oh, good. Susan's coming. <laughs> you don't even have to ask. We need to talk. We do. We do. We yes. do. Yes. 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 For sure. And everybody especially, needs to hear it. Especially as behaviorists, you know, and people come to us and ask us about food and treats and supplements. And, you know, we need to know. So we can yeah. do better. Yeah. Well, I know we went over, <sighs> uh, but that's fine. We might we'll be turn able it into a two-parter. We <laughs> might be able to. I'll ask Mark. Uh, <laughs> if so, we need to do another interview. Yes, we whatever. Will. Um, we would love to have you back. This has yes. been so enlightening. I know Linda and I are both chomping at the bit to get into our kitchens now. Like, I want to clear our <laughs> schedule gonna, so I can go shopping for chicken wings and. We I'm going to send about this you some our links, and then the next time we talk, you know what my questions. Oh, you're going to yes. hear it. Yes, okay. you got it. You got it. You Absolutely. got it. Definitely. 
Well, Linda, uh, thank you for finding Susan. This was a find. And Susan, <laughs> I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being oh, on no our problem. show and enlightening us. Uh, truthaboutpetfood.com. We will include some other links to things when we post this uh, video on our YouTube. And we do want to have you back. But in the meanwhile, yes, we have to, I also have to thank Mark. Uh, Mark Winter gave us this spot on Pet Life Radio. And we so appreciate the ability to learn these things, not just for ourselves, but for our listeners. And just remember, everybody, every day is Catter Day. So we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.